It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. What he says may not necessarily be true. <laughs> because one of the owners is going to be talking to you right now. For the next uh, hour, thank you very much for tuning in. It finally has happened. The U.S. Supreme Court, in a strong 6-3 decision, has indeed struck down Joe Biden's $430 billion student loan forgiveness program. The one I've been talking about for a couple of years now, saying he had no authority to do so. I said that. The Supreme Court agrees with Dick Bouchard. But Biden and his fellow Democrats got the benefit of millions of college students who voted in the 2022 elections thinking that the elderly Democrat was their hero for allowing them to forget about the debt that they had incurred while the remainder of college students until this day have to continue to pay off their loans. I'll never forget my, my doctor, Dr. Bryn, who told me when he was examining me uh, at his Providence office that... You know what, Dick? I'm still paying off my college loans that he incurred in becoming a doctor. And I never forgot when he told me that. He's since passed away. The court reaffirmed what the rest of us already understood, that there's a limit to what a president can do. And the court reaffirmed what we were all taught in school, that Congress holds the purse strings, not the president. Biden's plan was criticized by the court for attempting to evade Congress's power to control spending and debts, for prioritizing elite college graduates over working-class Americans who chose not to go to college, and for punishing those who paid off their loans or chose fields of study more likely to lead to finding good jobs. Over 6,000 people, ladies and gentlemen, had strong comments about this ruling by the court. And here are just a couple of them for you to digest this morning. This was a Democratic vote-buying scheme from day one. And I said that years ago. They have been doing this forever. Propose something that takes money from less than 50% of the population and give it to the majority so they will vote for you. No coincidence that around 50% of Americans don't pay income taxes or very little. They are the Democrat base. Another comment. Trump's court is making historic rulings that are derailing the radical Democrat agenda. Huge victories as Democrats drag the country down with their disastrous schemes. Democrats, rhinos, and the mainstream media won't admit it, but America First is winning. Trump's second term, ladies and gentlemen, will restore American freedom, pride, and prosperity. America will be greater than ever. God bless the USA. Here's another sage comment. How many leftists study psychology and uh, other uh, graduates leave college with only debt and no job? They tend to spend their time at school preaching liberal causes and climate change. So after college, they come back home and they live in mommy and daddy's basement where they spend time on Instagram and waiting for a crazy old president who promises, unconstitutionally of course, to pay their debt off the backs of hard-working people like my listeners. I call them leeches. I found only a handful of support for Joe Biden from over the 6,000 people who took time to comment on Joe Biden's efforts to reward some college students who owed $50 billion dollars in student loans with your tax dollars. My source for the story, and I searched many sites, this is the one I picked, was on Breitbart.com. 
The reactions to the affirmative action ruling from the Supreme Court were also bound to get ugly. It's a cycle of whining that we've all come to know from the left. When they don't get their way, and this week was a brutal one for progressives in America. From this ruling on college admissions, to Joe Biden's not being able to cancel student debt, unilaterally, the left learned that Biden is not a king after all. While liberal America... Initial reaction to the affirmative action ruling will undoubtedly be centered on how Justice Clarence Thomas is evil, how we're veering back toward pre-Civil War times, how the GOP is racist, and how the Supreme Court is illegitimate because they handed down a decision we didn't like. It's children's hour all over again. But a nasty war within America's minority communities, is about to erupt between blacks and Asians. It's the issue that splinters those voting blocks, and it's best to let those two sides duke it out, vent and take swings at one another because it's not going to be pretty. And yes, some Asian progressives will hurl grenades into their own tent, accusing fellow yellows of siding with white supremacy, if they agree with a court decision. My source, townhall.com, by the way. Boston University is so concerned over the ruling that they are providing mental health counseling to their law students over the reaction to the Supreme Court ruling. How nice of them. The article notes that something that is being overlooked is the fact that women outnumber men in college these days two to one. My source for that story, hotair.com. Hey, did you ever hear of Pickens, South Carolina? (laughs) I've driven through South Carolina a hundred times, but I have no idea even where Pickens is. It's a tiny town of 3,300 people. And guess what? Saturday, the police chief in that town estimated the crowd that showed up to see and hear Donald Trump was easily more than the entire population of Woonsocket. Trump supporters who had traveled from North Carolina and Georgia as well as South Carolina stood out there on Main Street, and boy was it hot. They heard Trump describe how, as president, he had absolute right to declassify documents. Of course he did. And he also said he was changing up his language because of the way he had been forced to appear in court earlier this month. Now the gloves are off, said Trump. From that standpoint, what they've done is so terrible, he said, so I'm going to speak differently than I would have three weeks ago because you never heard me use this kind of language. I wouldn't want to out of respect for our country and for the office, but we really have no choice. These people are sick, said Trump. They're sick. People And I completely agree with you, Donald. He called special counsel Jack Smith a tug, a thug, a thug for the way he had been pursued. Trump basher, South Carolina native, Senator Lindsey Graham got booed off the stage by the Trump crowd. Pictures and fair coverage of the event. I found them on DailyMail.com if you'd like to. Use your computer to see what I saw. And just two hours after the Supreme Court shot down Joe Biden's vote, grabbing student loan debt relief program, Joe Biden announced he has yet another giveaway to try in order to buy votes from college students and their families who have not been paying their federal student loans for over two years. The Hill reports this student debt relief is not being implemented automatically. It's a hot mess. It'll be a bureaucratic nightmare, said Braxton Brewington, the administrator, who will launch an on-ramp repayment program for borrowers who may miss payments when they resume this fall. And guess what? It would remove the threat of default or harm to credit ratings because the Education Department won't refer borrowers who miss payments to collection agencies or to credit bureaus. They're going to hold off doing that for a whole year. If you can pay your monthly bills, you should. But if you cannot, and if you miss payments, Biden's 
administration says this on-ramp temporarily, he envisions, removes the threat of default or having your credit harmed, said Joe Biden. That's from TheHill.com. And the New York Times was scolded for allowing a column to be published, which suggested one of the ways students who now have to pay off their debt might be to consider suicide. After brash response on social media, the New York Times edited the article to remove the word suicide from the six ways students that the Times article suggested that students still in debt might want to consider to deal with having to pay off their loans following the Supreme Court decision to resume making payments like the rest of us. Foxnewsnetwork.com was my source for that story. For God's sakes, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever taken out a loan? And do you think Joe Biden can wave a little magic wand that allows you not to repay it? This is the most stupid story I think I've ever had to follow, and I've been following it for a couple of years. Well, per the document released by the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Appropriations, the proposed national budget for fiscal year 2024 explicitly prohibits funds for other controversial organizations and programs such as UNFPA, the World Health Organization, and Gender Equity and Equality Action Fund. Hooray! Surveillance program... uh, Reports, I had written a letter to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to move forward with cutting the WHO's funding in appropriations and in his role as Speaker. And I'm glad to see it come out of the Appropriations Committee. But we've got to follow it through to make sure it passes, said Representative Ralph Norman, who told the Public Health Advocacy Group Children's Health Defense regarding the proposals. In the last year of his presidency, Trump successfully cut the WHO's off for money, only to have his decision reversed once, guess who? The Joe Biden administration took the Oval Office. All right. All right, I've uh, got the first uh, couple of pages done. I've got a lot more to go to. And by the way, uh, yes, it's a... pre-holiday day, but guess what? Grumpy's will be open not only today, but also all day tomorrow. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Spring is here, and so is New Edge Lawns and Landscape. We're a full-service company offering general lawn maintenance, including weed control, fertilization, mowing, of course, taking care of your shrubs and hedges, de-thatching, and we'll even do landscape lighting for you. But we do more than that. Call us for walkways, outdoor fire pits, patios, retaining walls, just to mention a few. And we do this both for the residential and commercial customer. We're a locally owned family business, so call Matthew and have him come over and give you an idea of what New Edge Lawns and Landscape can do for your property. His number to call, 401-999-5236, and you're calling a Woonsocket-based company. We're experienced in both big and small jobs for all kinds of residential and commercial properties. Whatever your problem, dream, or need, we have the team for you. Call us today, 401-999-5236. 
Let's talk about auto insurance. Does your current policy provide a claim satisfaction guarantee? The answer is no, unless you have Allstate, because no other insurance company makes that promise. And you can get a quick quote on home and car insurance from the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency with two convenient offices. The main office across from Dowling Village and their new office, 72 South Main Street, South Bellingham. Pull out your current insurance policy page and see how much you'll save by switching to the Benjamin Allstate Agency. And let's talk about Allstate's claim satisfaction guarantee, which means you get your money back, no questions asked, included free with your standard Allstate policies. Kara Benjamin and her staff ready to serve you in person or by telephone. Call 401-765-5000. Puts you in touch with either office. Let's talk about savings with Allstate Home and Car Insurance. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. And my friends at the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency wish you all a very happy 4th of July. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, here's the panel. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I fly solo on Mondays, and uh, I do research, as my brother told you earlier this morning, all week long, trying to find stories, as he told you, uh, that you may have somehow overlooked as uh, the week uh, went by. So here we go with another story that you probably haven't heard about, because the mainstream media hates um, Republicans. And there are some new laws that are now effect in the state of Florida. For example, employers who hire illegal immigrants will face tough punishments. Gun owners in the Sunshine State will have more freedom. 200 new Florida laws went into effect Saturday, many of which Governor Ron DeSantis will highlight as he seeks the Republican presidential nomination. The law, the new law, forces any company with 25 or more employees to use E-Verify, take a bow, John Brian, to document new hires' eligibility to work or face a loss of a business license or fines of $1,000 a day per employee. The law also forces hospitals that accept Medicaid to ask patients if they are citizens or legally in the United States and voids driver's licenses that are issued by other states like Rhode Island to people who are in the country illegally. Florida has also banned colleges from using state or federal funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. We call that D. E-I. And schools will be prohibited from requiring teachers and students to use pronouns that match someone's gender identity. Just look at your birth certificate, stupid. Chinese nationals are now banned from purchasing property in large swaths in the state of Florida. This new law particularly applies to properties within 10 miles of military installations or other critical infrastructure, and affects citizens of Cuba, Venezuela, Syria, Iran, Russia, and North Korea as well. But Chinese citizens and those selling property to them face the harshest of penalties. The new laws also has sale tax exemptions on baby and toddler products, including diapers, strollers, cribs, and clothing. The tax package also includes exemptions for dental hygiene products and gun safety devices such as trigger locks. My source for this story was yahoofinance.com. Hey, here's another goofy idea from guess who? Joe Biden. The White House has opened the door to an audacious plan to block sunlight from hitting the surface of the earth in a bid to block global warming. I see nuts. Despite some scientists warning the effect could have untold side effects from altering the chemical makeup of the atmosphere, 
Joe Biden's administration has admitted they are open to the idea which has never been attempted before. In a report released Friday by the White House, officials suggest limiting sunlight to rapidly cool the planet, a process known as solar radiation modification. The administration added a note of skepticism to the report by noting that Congress ordered it, insisting it not be making any decision on geoengineering policy. Seriously? The White House crackpots added that exploring the idea would allow a better understanding of the fundamental elements of greenhouse gas emissions, mitigation, and adaptation. No mention of how my tomato plants would be affected. My source, thedailymail.com. What else will they come up with, those idiots in the White House? Hey, a travel warning has been issued to tourists about traveling to France. I wouldn't if I were you. As riots persist there for the fifth night in a row, 45,000 cops are on the streets arresting people, and that could be you. Did you know? Hey, Helen, that's for you, that a majority of Americans approve of the Supreme Court ruling restricting the use of race as a factor in college admissions. Though the country is more divided on other high-profile rulings and increasingly viewing the court as being driven more by politics than the law. According to a new, of course, ABC News poll conducted by IPSOS knowledge panel. In case you hadn't heard, on Thursday, the Supreme Court set new limits on affirmative action programs in cases involving whether public and private colleges and universities can continue to use race as one factor among many in student admissions. A little more than half of Americans, 52% approve of the U.S. Supreme Court decision, including me, on restricting the use of race as a factor in college admissions, while 32% disapprove and 16% saying, I don't know, abcnews.com was my source. And did you know, at this week's box office tally, Harrison Ford turned the dial of destiny all the way up to, well, not quite 11 But uh, that was a pretty disappointing uh, volume. Uh, It wasn't in the top ten. In other words, came in 11th. The fifth and final installment of the Indiana Jones franchise opened with $60 million domestically, $130 million worldwide, according to Comscore. Some 42 years after he first donned the fedora hat and the whip, 80-year-old Harrison Ford takes his last bow as the adventurer archaeologist in this Disney production franchise. You're listening to the Upfront program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, your host. Hi, you're first on WNRI's Upfront. Good Uh, good morning and a happy 4th of July to you, Mr. Uh, Bouchard. Thank you. Uh, Just two very quick comments. I am very fearful that the extreme left, and by that I mean all the Democrats, will move to extend the number of people on the Supreme Court. They are going, I believe they're going to use this. I could be wrong. I hope I am. And now you tell me that Indiana Jones is a Disney movie. I was planning to go see that, and now mm, I'm going to have to think about it. But <laughs> Thank you, and have a happy 4th of July. And thank you very much for the call. I'm sorry to, uh, yeah, I was sorry to have to report that, but I had to. All right. President Joe Biden's administration moved to slash Medicare payments for home health agencies on Friday. Had you heard about that? Of course not. A move opposed by both Republicans and Democrats. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Uh, the letters are CMS, proposed a rule that would reduce Medicare payments by 2.2%, and that amounts to $375 million in 2024. The proposed cut means that home health agencies would have to take a 5.1% decrease of $870 million 
based on the assumption that the agencies altered their billing and coding activity in order to maximize reimbursements in 2020 and 2021. Bloomberg.com noted that the home health agencies provide care for patients in the care and convenience of the client's home, especially for um, American seniors. And seniors usually prefer home health care care rather than nursing home care. And I know that from a fact personally. The Partnership for Quality Home Health Care said that the cuts would exceed $18 billion over the next 10 years and comes at a time when the industry faces rising costs and a lack of skilled nurses and patients. Well, the president has proposed these cuts to Medicare Advantage while he has frequently accused Republicans of wanting to slash Social Security and Medicare. Just so you know, Breitbart.com is my source, in case you're wondering where I got that story from. Did you know that President Joe Biden on Friday insisted he made no mistakes with the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which left 13 American troops dead and over 170 Afghans injured? He made his comments following the State Department's release of an after-action review of his bungled exit. Biden had just delivered live remarks on the Supreme Court ruling striking down his $430 billion stone of forgiveness plan. And as he was exiting the room, a journalist called out and said, would he admit failure in Afghanistan? Biden shouted. He insisted he was right saying he would get help from the Taliban. He did? Are you crazy? Over 3,800 people had nasty comments about Biden's responses to reporters. That story came from Breitbart.com. Well, I got some really bad news for you. There were no over-the-air TV shows on Monday that were watched in 5 million homes, what I call my benchmark. Tuesday, only one program had only 5 million viewers, and that was America's Got Talent. And then reruns of three FBI programs on Wednesday only got into 3 million homes. Uh, The Price of Right had 3 million followers on Wednesday night. And on Thursday, only a rerun of Young Sheldon hit 3 million. And here's the worst news I have for you, is that my source for this information announced at the end of last week that they will no longer be able to provide me and you with this information. And here is part of what they had to say. Quote, sadly, we have to announce that after this week, we will no longer be able to provide TV ratings to readers and thus show Buzz Daily will effectively be ending its operations. Boy, am I sorry to hear that. To be clear, unlike other interruptions that they've had, this isn't due to a technical issue that can be fixed. It's not related to revenue or lack thereof. Without going into details, and I know what the details are, we're simply not going to be in a position to continue providing data. Although we didn't plan this, There is a sense in which our departure that coincides with an inflection point in the entire TV industry. As everyone is aware, and you've heard on this program before, the bottom has dropped out of linear TV viewership. And the ratings have had increasing less utility. The balance of home viewing, for better or for worse, has uh, moved toward streaming. And the proprietors of those companies have chosen to be opaque with their information, providing data by minutes of watching (laughs) that's totally incomplete and unverified. And when it's available, if at all, it makes no sense. That very lack of transparency is one of the key issues in the ongoing Writers Guild strike. So... Just so you know, I'm left with a single source of information, Nielsen.com, as showbuzzdaily.com will soon cease to exist. It could end as early as this week. Showbuzzdaily.com. Thank you very much, though, 
for providing all the information that you have to me. And as a fitting farewell for the final time, I have put into my computer program the ranking of the top 150 programs on cable by number of viewers just for you. Now listen, it's going to take a little while for me to go through the top 150 programs, but you need to know this is the final report that I'll be doing like this. The five is number one with 2.4 million homes. Hannity, number two, 1.9 million. Number three, Jesse Waters, 1.8 million. Number four, Laura Ingram, 1.6 million. Number five, Gutfeld, 1.6 million. Number six, and I'm going to stop saying, well, I've got to go all the way to 150 here. Uh, the next one was Deadline, Biden, Interview, 1.5 million on MSNBC. All the previous programs were on Fox News. And then we have Special Report with Brett Baer on Fox, 1.5 million. America's Newsroom, twice with 1.4 million. Outnumbered on Fox, 1.3 million. Um, Harry Melber on MSNBC, 1.3 million. Faulkner uh, Focus, uh, she does a nice program on Fox, 1.3 million. Uh, Chris Hayes on MSNBC, 1.3 million. Alice, Alex Wagner, um, MSNBC, 1.3 million. And Fox and Friends, 1.3 million. America Reports, Fox, 1.2 million. Alone on the History Channel, 1.1 million. America Reports, 1.1 million. Last Word with O'Donnell on MSNBC, 1.1 million. Readout on MSNBC, 1.1 million. Fox and Friends, 1.0 million. The Story on Fox, 1.0 million. And now we drop below 1 million. Morning Joe on MSNBC, 972,000. Your World with Neil Cavito, 969,000. Morning Joe, MSNBC, 894,000. 11th Hour, MSNBC, 869,000. Christine on the Coast, 8GTV. One of those housing programs, 866,000. Katie Tour Reports on MSNBC, 852,000. Anna Cabrera Reports, 835,000 on MSNBC. Fox and Friends, 786,000. Fox News at Night, 764,000. Chris Jensing Reports, MSNBC, 750,000. Anderson Cooper, CNN, 742,000. Andrea Mitchell Reports, 736,000. Jose Diaz reports, 723,000. The first 48 on A&E, 721,000. Project Runway on Bravo, 696,000 viewers. CNN News Central, 676,000. Dr. Pimple, 660,000 on the Learning Channel. Aaron Burnett, out front on CNN, 656,000. CNN News Central, 650,000. Revealed on HGTV, 640,000. CNN News Central, 640,000. Beat F. Lay on the Food Channel, whatever that is, 635,000. Inside Politics, 627 on CNN. CNN News Central, 627. CNN Primetime, 612. Match the Match on TNT, 589. 60 Days In on A&E. And Time to Kill on Discovery, 582. I'm going to continue this after my break because this will be the final report on what people are watching on cable here on the Upfront program. Charlie's Tire and Service Center in Bellingham is the go-to shop for all your tire and mechanical needs. Serving Bellingham, Franklin, Blackstone, and nearby communities for well over 40 years. We specialize in tires, wheel alignments, and general auto maintenance and repair. South Main Street at Route 126 in Bellingham, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturdays till noon. Stop in and talk to our service manager at Charlie's Tire and Service Center. Call us at 508-883-1211 and make an appointment. You can check us out on Facebook, too. 
Taylor Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick, 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher with certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Well, here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-300-8495 for a free no-obligation in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel on Monday mornings is yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I'm the only talk show host that even talks about television. And here I am in my uh, specially designed Excel chart of the top 150 programs in order of homes being watching these shows. So I'm on page two. CNN News gets 579 thousand viewers out chef on the food channel 571,000 um uh it looks like a soccer game on TUN TUDN 554,000 people watching a soccer game situation room on CNN comes in behind a soccer game at 553,000 CNN tonight 535,000 the lead with Jake Tapper on CNN, 533,000. You notice that they're not even close to Fox. Situation Room on Situation Room on CNN is 527. CNN News Central, 512. Pardon the interruption on ESPN, 509,000. Split Second on GSN, 470,000. Booked First Day on A&E, 450,000. Castle, these are reruns of an old TV show I used to watch on Lifetime, 439,000. Again, another Castle right behind it at 434,000. And then we have CNN Tonight behind the reruns of Castle at 432. Just to give you an idea of how few people are actually watching these shows. Survived Bear Grills on TBS 377,000. CNN this morning, 360,000. And then Eric Bowling. Uh, the first time I see Newsmax on this list at 356,000. Rob Schmidt tonight, 354,000. Sports Center, ESPN, 342,000. CNN this morning, 341,000. Hey, Yahoo, GSN. I think, I don't know what that is. 337,000. PGA Tour on golf, 337. Major League Baseball, 329. Around the Horn, ESPN, 328. CNN this morning, 325. First take on ESPN, 322. Another soccer match, 309. Sports Center, ESPN, 308. Sports Center, ESPN, 307,000. NBA Today, uh, I guess a show about basketball on ESPN, 283. Dead Files on Travel, 282 on the Travel Channel. Get Up, ESPN, 281. Another show on ESPN, 281. Sins of a Preacher Wife, apparently a movie on Lifetime, 280,000 viewers. Another soccer match, 280,000. Uh, Sports Center, ESPN, 265. The rematch game on TNT, 254,000, quarter of a million. And what happens live on Bravo, 247. 
Closing bell on CNBC. First time we ever see him on the list. 238,000 people are interested in stocks all of a sudden. Major League Baseball, 238. This just in ESPN, 237. Closing bell again, CNBC, 235. Baseball game, Houston at St. Louis, 233. Sports Center AM on ESPN, 227. The Exchange, 227 on CNBC. Fast Money, halftime report on uh, CNBC, that's 222. And Sports Center AM, ESPN, 217. Sports Center Morning, 214, Sports Center again, 209. First Alaskan snap on National Geographic with 206,000 viewers. And Unicorn Warriors Eternal on Adult Swim, whatever that is, 204,000 viewers. All right? So as not to bore you, I'm going to hold off the last page until later in the program because I have some of the other things to talk about. Boycotts are working, and there are side effects. Seems a glass bottling company that has been impacted by Bud Light's botched LGBT whatever promotion with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney announces it's going to close down two of its locations. Laying off more than 600 employees as the beer brand continues to grapple with staggering financial losses and declining sales. It seems the Arda Group, that's a global glass producer who contracts with the Anheuser-Busch Company, announced they will be closing their plants in North Carolina and Louisiana in July, putting roughly 645 employees out of work. Radio station WRAL reported this. Employees told the station that they were not surprised by the move, considering the large part of their business at those plants was producing bottles for Budweiser and Bud Light beer. By source, foxnews.com. Hey, do you own a wood-burning stove? The Environmental Protection Agency is after you. These whack job guys claim that you're damaging the atmosphere and you may be contributing to air quality problems. Nothing, of course, compared to those nitwits in Canada burning all those <laughs> farce. Nonetheless, the EPA wants only clean burning wood stoves and yours may not qualify. These states wrote Thursday in a 60-page notice that they intend to sue the Environmental Protection Agency. Good for them. And here are the states involved. They are Alaska, Illinois, Maryland, hey, hey, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington, as well as Puget Sound Clean Air Agency. You may notice Rhode Island is yet to come aboard. ABCnews.com. Hey, if you're a regular listener, you may know that I made it very clear to all my listeners that both Nancy and Richard Bouchard refuse to accept a COVID shot and any boosters. As a matter of fact, I don't take any shots, flu shots, no shots. I said numerous times on this program, that was our decision, and I told you to do what you personally want to do. And then I came across this story only this morning. A major study into the impact of the pandemic on the Amish communities. And by the way, we have some Amish living among us in Washington County, New York, where I have a home. Has found that COVID death rates among that traditional group of citizens were 90 times lower than for the rest of America. Wow. The main difference, the study revealed, is that the Amish communities completely ignored the Center for Disease Control and Prevention Guidelines. Amish families simply did not get vaccinated, nor did they wear masks, nor did they engage in lockdowns, nor did they practice social distancing. And for that matter, they didn't do any of those restrictions. The CDC says that about 90% of the Amish actually caught COVID. The only difference is hardly none of them died as a result compared to the rest of us. My source, hotair.com. 
hey, I don't talk about books too often, but I want to share with you that the number one bestseller on Amazon, the world's largest book dealer, written by someone I quote very often here on my Upfront program, Joe Hoft. The book is volume three entitled The Steal, volume three, The Cover-Up, a gripping expose that unravels the web of corruption surrounding the 2020 election. Through meticulous research and firsthand accounts, the book reveals the coordinated efforts to manipulate and cover up the election results. From the suppression of free speech by big tech to the involvement of government entities and non-voting systems, it exposes the deep-rooted flaws in our electoral process. With shocking revelations and compelling evidence, the book challenges the official narrative and calls for transparency, accountability, and the protection of the integrity of our democratic system. The Steel says the description of the book on Amazon is a wake-up call that prompts readers to question the legitimacy of the 2020 election and demands justice for a fair and trustworthy electoral system. While Biden hid in his basement and Intel operatives made up lies about Hunter Biden's laptop, the cover-up began. The cover-up was the most important part of the steal, and law enforcement ignored multiple crimes. Even GOP legislatures turned their heads, and the courts threw out many of the election cases due to, quote, standing. When the last hope for justice arrived on January 6th, too many politicians remain indifferent or corrupt. I can think of one vice president, for example, instead of demanding only valid votes be counted in the 2020 election. Riots broke out, instigated by the deep state. Two years later, Hoft uncovered the censorship, industrial complex, and non-election system secrets, which are big parts in the book called The Steel. The Kindle's copy sells for just $4.95, folks, in case you don't want to buy the book. GatewayPundit.com is my source. Now listen, regular listeners of my program may remember when I exposed how Barack Obama rewarded his friends with useless jobs in the White House. And guess what? Joe Biden is approaching the millions of dollars he is spending of your tax dollars in similar fashion. The mainstream media won't tell you, but I will. Useless Barack Obama spent over $55 million annually during his two terms in office nearly every year, compared to Donald Trump, who averaged $47 million when he was in office. Obama, in his two years, averaged uh, in his eight-year term, rather, averaged $52.5 million a year. And now we have Joe Biden in office. And guess what? During his first two and a half years of his presidency, guess what he's averaging? Uh, let's see. $52.9 million. Yep. He actually beats Barack Obama. From the Biden report to Congress on the White House personnel as of June 30th, we learned that the top paid person in the Biden White House is a character by the name of Dimitri Daskalakis. He makes only $260,718. And he, he has what? He's the deputy coordinator for Monkey Pox Response. Big job, huh? Hey, the second most highly paid person in Obama's White House is Anad Doss. He gets two hundred and sixty grand. He's the senior deputy associate counsel. Both were previously stationed at other federal jobs in the CDC and in the Security Exchange Commission. They now work in the White House. My source, thegatewaypundit.com. And special thanks to openbooks.com for those reports. Maybe some of our listeners have been to Laconia, New Hampshire. The incident happened at Laconia's New Hampshire Looney Bin Bar and Grill in New Hampshire. Happened during the noon hour at the height of the eatery's uh, lunch hour rush. It resulted in serious damage not only to the pub storefront, but several unsuspecting patrons were hurt as well, 34 in all. 
and that happened uh, with an update on Sunday night. Fire officials said 20 people were treated at the scene and subsequently released. You might have been there one time on your motorcycle. Now, let me get back to my list, and I'm going to get, read as many as I can from the 150 top programs. These I'm down to people uh, who are under 200,000 uh, watches, all right? Brat Loves Judy on WETV, <coughs> 196,000. SpongeBob, Nickelodeon, 187. Squawk on the Street, 186,000. Uh, Senior Golf. 185, soccer, 171, a baseball game, 162, weather underground, 152, impact wrestling, 149, breaking the ice on Wii TV, 148,000, really loud house on Nickelodeon, 145,000, um, more soccer, 144,000, celebrity game on E. 141,000. Weather Underground on the Weather Channel, 135,000. Uh, Legion of EXORCI on the Travel Channel, 135,000. First Things First on Fox Sports, 129,000. Nick Cannon Wild Out on VH1, 125,000. Headline Channel, CNN, 124,000. Weather again, 123,000. Nick Cannon on VH1, 121,000. The Really Loud House on Nickelodeon, 119,000. Notice how the figures are dropping. Tripping with Anthony Henderson on E! Exclamation point, 115. The Herd on Fox Sport, 114,000. Uh, the Match on HLN, 102,000. Alice's Wonderland Bakery on the Disney Channel, 102,000. And First Take on ESPN, 100,000. Now, everything else here is under 100,000. So NBA Today, NASCAR, Aaron and on Nickelodeon, ESPN, uh, True TV, The Breakfast Club, NFL Live, This Just In, The Neighborhood, Sports Center. Below Deck, Asking a Friend, The Neighborhood, Assisted Living, Match Game, and All-Star uh, Shore on MTV with only 45,000 viewers. All right, there's my list, 150 uh, programs. You notice what's missing? A lot of the shows that I like, <laughs> that I watch. Uh, so apparently they don't have a very large audience. In any event... Uh, I want to wish you all a very happy 4th of July tomorrow. I thank you very much for listening today. And I hope that you learned something by tuning in to the Upfront program this morning. It was my pleasure to be here and to uh, uh, present to you what I did. We'll see you the next time. And it'll be next Monday right here on the uh, Upfront program. Thank you very, very much for listening. We're in one socket.